Welcome to Monday Movie Night Raw, the comedy podcast about WWE studio movies. I'm your host, Miles Platt. We got a great guest for us today, for y'all today. It's Matt. Matt's back. Hey, Matt. Hi. Matt Here Brown. I am again. He's back. Have you third ever seen the... the charm. Yeah, third time. Ding, ding. That's what he said last time. Have you ever seen the movie Ben is Back? No. Oh, it's... Do you Have you heard of it? No. It's um Julia... Roberts and Lucas Hedges and Lucas Hedges is like addicted to crack or something and like <laughs> do I uh, remind you of him no I just said Matt is back and it reminded me of Ben is back <laughs> I'll have to watch it no don't I saw it in theaters it wasn't good <laughs> Lucas Hedges like plays a ukulele in it it's really pretty awful I'm up for it <laughs> I'd watch it. Well, I think his dad like directed it or wrote it or something. So I think it was some kind of nepotism thing. Um, it like, didn't Lucas, translate well. Lucas, I know you can play ukulele. Do it in the movie that I'm making with Julia Roberts. Anyway, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the day, which is an interesting movie. You picked it. Uh, what made you? What drew you to this movie? I liked the simplicity of the title. It's just the day. So I was like. Why not? Okay, so I want to talk about the title then. Is It's called The Day because it takes place over the span of one day, right? Yeah, that's what I assumed. Right. Um, fine title, I guess. The original title of the script was House, which I think is better. It, it would make more sense for sure because like the day makes it sound like this day is such a major event like right it's the day of the apocalypse um and That's, it's just yeah. like a normal day in the apocalypse like exactly so. it should be called a day not the yeah. day i or, like a day or they could call it adam's daughter's birthday because it happens to be her birthday uh yeah the the daughter that's in it for like a minute yes um during the very blue flashback yeah <laughs> Well, that's something else. We yeah, can the talk. Col- yeah, the yeah, the color. Yeah, the colors. That's in my notes. <laughs> right. It's it's so like unsaturated that it's almost like black and white. Yeah, I thought it was black and white. Black and white at first, but there's like a few colors that I won't say pop out, but it's not you know like uh, monochrome or whatever black and white is called. Right. Um, well, and then I think they kind of did like a blue wash over it for the cannibal scenes because that seems like a little bit more like uh cooler colors yeah yeah it definitely had a cool tone during the cannibal scenes i agree with that uh so this is an interesting one this movie because there is no there are no wrestlers in this movie so there's no wrestler of the week for this episode yeah i was thinking after it ended i was like none of them really looked like wrestlers i was like is daddy a wrestler but he didn't really look like a wrestler he looked no. like a washed up adam levine <laughs> with a bad mohawk yeah, um, his costume was too funny. He like looked like a, I don't know, like from Robin Hood or something. He was like the like a pirate or something. His like the trench coat. It, he looked like the bad guy from the last season of Game of Thrones, whatever that guy was. Uh, Greyjoy. Bailing Greyjoy. Greyjoy. Yeah, that's what he looked like. <laughs> uh, so what what had happened was this movie was already made. It was an indie movie that appeared at Toronto Film Festival and then WWE picked it up as a distributor. So it was already had been made, so there was no wrestlers in it. Um, This was back in 2011 when Michael Luisi was the head of WWE Studios and I think he was trying to buy up more movies so that way they could um, start their own TV network and play these movies on it, but that never ended up happening. In fact, now it's on Tubi. Everyone's yeah. favorite. Yes, this episode's sponsored by Tubi. The uh, new Netflix. The best ever. Yeah. I See, I didn't realize Tubi was free. You just have to watch an ad every once in a while. Yeah, I thought I had to sign up for an account, but they right. make it incredibly easy, very accessible. Um, I, yeah. Best I thing I've ever watched anything on before. Four out of five stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Michael Luisi... Uh, was ousted from the company in 2018. So this was definitely one of his shortcomings because I don't know, do, is this movie good or is it bad? No, no, it's not good. It's, it's not, not good. good at all. Not at all. This is my least favorite movie out of the three that we've watched. Well, the first two we did were more like these family drama movies. Mm-hmm. And then this and one was, this, yeah, I knew this one turn. would be different because it was one rated R. Um, yes. 
but I thought, yeah, I just didn't feel the magic of the other two movies in this one. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it is very R-rated. There's a lot of gore. Um, one of my problems with the gore is it's not practical effects. It's like very CGI looking. Yes. All it, throughout. It looks unnatural at many points. And my thing is, is it's just blood. Just use some real fake blood. Yeah. And like, I don't know, even like the spots of blood that were on people's faces didn't look good either. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't want to trash this movie, but no, no, of course not. It has merit. And I let it mean it for an indie movie. It's very creative with its budget, I think. Yeah. Do you know what the budget was? I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. I looked around for a bit, but I didn't find uh, a number. I don't know. What do we think? A million? Uh, more two three million that seems like a lot yeah i was gonna say like 700k okay yeah i can see that because it's really just the house and that's like the only setting that they had to pay for yeah and like do you think it was shot on location like do you think any of the sets were built um well i know they didn't actually burn that house down so right yeah it's cgi at the end that's actually one of the imdb um like fun facts like the cgi the fire at the end was cgi i'm like yeah it looks cgi (laughs) very fun so i was gonna read this um review from imdb from uh, holly underscore lily 27 this is from october 2012 the title is total mess sanity alert dot 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 let's say at least it's still watchable but it has good picture nice acting but the script Mm -hmm. is a total stupidity Writer and director must commit suicide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm surprised IMDb still has that up. That, I know it's horrible. I that read would... that and gasped. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Holly Lily is rolling out the stops with that one. Yeah. God, Holly. I hope she's happier now. Yeah, I hope she's happy. <laughs> must commit suicide. So uh, Rick is like the main leader of the group, and he's played by Dominic Monaghan. Yes, however you say his last name. Who is Mary from Lord of the Rings? I didn't know that. Yeah, he mm-hmm, he's one of the hobbits. He um well, I recognized him from Lost because he plays Charlie on Lost. Yes, and I never because uh, I've watched Lord of the Rings a couple times. Like I know who Mary is. I never even wa- watching Lost. I never knew that he was Mary. Huh. I like that. Never. Knew yeah. That. I think he's non-American. Yeah, well, in Lost, he has an Australian accent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Elijah Wood's American, right? I think so. But he does a British accent in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, he he definitely doesn't have a, an American accent now. What is the character? What's his character name in uh, Lost that you said? Um, His name is Charlie. Charlie. Lost. He... What, what does that character do? He, um, well, they're all stuck on the island and he's uh, a heroin addict. Oh. Um, and he is in love with one of the characters, Claire, who's pregnant, and he's trying to be a good guy for her. And I don't want to spoil loss, but he has a lot of character development, but he is a junkie. There's heroin on the island? They find this um, wrecked plane that was carrying all these Virgin Mary statues and inside the statues were all these uh, heroin bags that the airplane people were smuggling. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and he was like a recovering addict and then he finds a stash just like right before he was about to be completely clean. So yeah, interesting show. Is the character very different from Rick in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie and Lost, he's like kind of like a goofball. Um, he's like very like it's kind of like a teddy bear, you just want to hug him. Like he's kind of like naive in a sense. Um, whereas uh Dominic's character in uh the day is more um, I don't know, just kind of like a stoic leader. Yeah, he's like a leader kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mary is played by Ashley Bell, and I think she's probably the best actress in the film yeah there were parts where i was like uh but at the end of the day um i didn't feel attached to any of the characters but um <laughs> at the I end of the day <laughs> i call her lone wolf because i only heard her name once in this movie yeah you really don't hear him often i also thought shannon was nikki 
but then Nikki is the daughter that's only in one scene. So I got confused yeah. there. Fun fact, Shannon's real name in real is life sh- is, is Shannon, Shannon with a Y. Yes, very yeah. creative. So a little bit different. Yeah, Shannon Sasaman. Um, so there's five people, right? Adam, who's played by Sean Ashmore, Mary, Shannon, and then Henson, who's played by Corey Hardick. And he's sick for most of the movie with an unknown ailment. Yeah, we never figured that out. Was that an apocalypse-related ailment? What was going on? We'll never know. Um, I mean, there was like a solid like 25 minutes in the movie where he wasn't coughing. So I was like, oh, I think he got over it. But then at the end, he started coughing again. His character like, yeah, halfway through, he's like, oh, motherfucker, I'm going to shoot every last one. And like, whoa, I thought you were like sick. What happened? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he just has like pneumonia or something like that. But right before he dies, when he gets the hammer to the head at the end, he says to the cannibal, I hope. I get every last one of you sick. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I mean, he's sick. No doubt about that. <laughs> right. So I'm like, wait, is is it like some kind of, like the stand Stephen King thing where everyone's getting sick? But it didn't seem that way. Plus, there are no animals, supposedly. Like, they're all pretty much gone and dead. Yeah. Because Which... they're going to go trap animals in. Uh, Shannon says she hasn't heard a bird chirp in over two years. Which is super depressing. Super sad, yeah. I don't think I could make it. I think I would have died. I would not have been able to live this long in this shitty world that they're living in. Well, if there's no animals to eat, I mean, like, how are you going to survive? I mean, yeah, like, you can totally go vegetarian, but, like, finding plants in the wilderness is a lot harder than finding animals, I feel like. I don't know. I've never hunted. Yeah. Well, and it seems like kind of like early spring or fall like there's not a lot of greenery around it looked kind of uh snowy or cold yeah it looked very cold and like uh mary lone wolf her dress which i thought was super cute i thought it was super grunge 90s Mm -hmm. cute aesthetic but i was like aren't you cold right it just looked very cold yeah it like is above her knees it's like a it's like a summer dress it's not yeah something that you would wear in the winter, in the apocalypse. Fun fact, the, char- the actors uh, helped make their own costumes so that the dress and the elbow pads on Lone Wolf were her own choosing. Oh. Yeah. Saved the budget. It, it, yeah, a little, yeah. So the movie opens, there's five of them. Hen- Henson's sick, right? It's not doing hot. They end up finding a house in an open field and take shelter there. This is the house from the original title of the film, House, right? Um, they right. do an inventory on their bullets. Adam has nine. Henson has 15. Rick has eight in one gun and three in his other. And then Nikki has no, not Nikki, sorry. Shannon has no bullets because <laughs> she has a machete. Um, so there's 41 rounds total. This is not important. I don't know why they take time to do this. I mean, it's interesting that they don't have unlimited ammo like we would in a normal action movie where people are just shooting constantly and not mm-hmm. reloading. But it's not an important detail because it doesn't really matter. No, the only way I can think that the reason the writers put that in was because they wanted, like, tension at the end, like, Mm -hmm. right when they were really low on bullets. Um, And I feel like they could have just cut all the counting in the beginning and just at the end been like, okay, how many bullets do you guys have left? And they'd be like, okay, I have two, one. And that would have made more sense. Absolutely, because they do that anyway. Again, you know, like you said, they're like five left, three left, you know. So yeah. yeah, why do we need this count at the beginning? I don't know. I think honestly they might have wanted to try to make it feel like a like routine that they do as like a family, I guess, because Shannon like says in the movie that like the guys that she's been with this whole time are like family. I never got that vibe between all the characters. I just don't think they had that chemistry. But yeah, maybe it was like a routine for them, you know, that they did as a family. Right. Because Henson, Adam, and Rick all went to high school together Mm -hmm. so they are old friends um yeah and they do briefly talk about like some girl that they presume is dead who has big titties like it's very weird if you ask me yeah i thought there was gonna be a flashback i thought she was gonna be of importance i guess but yes that one flashback of adams is so strange to me like almost like why they should be giving everyone one or something i didn't really know why he got one Right. Like, I don't know why of all the characters, he was the one that got the backstory and like they never 
I mean, they do touch upon like his wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't get it. And when I first watched that flashback, I thought that it was like flashback to pre-apocalypse and he was like a robber, like he was breaking into houses. And I was like, well, he doesn't look like a good guy at all. Yeah. But we're supposed to assume that it's post-apocalypse, but uh, not as uh, far along as they are now. Right. Yeah. I mean, that must have been like at the beginning because they had a car. Yes, they had a car and they were in a neighborhood. So and everything was in color. Yes, it, yes, very weird, like light blue. They were really going ham with the saturation in this movie. The saturation kind of reminded me of um, uh, just like mid-2000s, like kind of like Requiem for a Dream kind of. Yes, it does have that aesthetic. Yeah. Wait, and, yeah, it seems a little late. 2011, we're like, we're into like Marvel like universe. Like this is like big budget movies going on why is this well anyway this is an indie movie so it's not doesn't have that budget on it uh rick also has two jars of seeds which he has named hope and faith Faith. yes um also rick and shannon are a couple i guess uh they shower together yeah that's like um now that you say that i feel like that's the only couple moment that they have yeah because then he dies and she doesn't she's obviously upset but it's not like she's upset like it was her lover in the apocalypse you know and like he holds hands with lone wolf at the end like it kind of looked like romantic like and before well i don't want to jump ahead but before like lone wolf like leaves the house for a reason that i won't specify right now like it kind of looked like they were gonna kiss like i was kind of like i don't understand their dynamic um is there some love is there not i don't know i I completely forgot about him and Shannon, honestly, like 30 minutes in the movie. Like, I forgot they showered together. Yeah. And Rick also says that Shannon looks hot when she holds her machete. So, couple goals for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we said, Mary's a lone wolf and Shannon doesn't trust her because she doesn't talk a lot. Um, yeah. Get the flashback. Um, well, go ahead. Going back to the shower scene, I don't understand why there were all those dolls and like mannequins in there. Like, yeah, what the hell? What was that? <laughs> I mean, like, obviously it was either a craft room or a little girl's room because there was a sewing machine in there too. Um, I don't know if it was like the cannibals' way of trying to like scare them by putting all these creepy dolls in there, but I was a little confused on that as well. Well, there's also that doll head that Adam holds on to because it was like his daughter's doll before she got kidnapped and murdered. Oh, I didn't even pick that up. It only appears a couple times, but when they burn Adam's body at the end on the pyre, she puts mm. the doll on the oh, okay. On the thing. Yeah, but it's weird. Why would you carry around a doll head? I don't get the... I mean, if it's the only thing that you have left of your daughter... Why not like a lock of hair or something? I don't know. I don't. All right, that's creepy no. too. <laughs> uh, right. So in the house, um, well, so Shannon and Mary are out trapping critters, and in the house, Rick and Adam find a stockpile of canned food in the basement. Um, Which was, I like, I got excited at that part because me was too. Like, I was oh like, God. good for them. Yeah. Yeah, and Henson comes down. He was resting because they decide to stay the night at this house because Henson is sick and they need him to regain his strength before they can move on. And this is against Adam's wishes because Adam and Mary both think that they should keep moving and that it's not good vibes at the house. But Rick and Shannon agree that they should stay and have Henson heal up. Um, right. So they find the food. Cut to Mary's in the river washing her dress. Mm-hmm. Looks very cold. And a guy shows up and starts running at her. Oh, my God. So then she shoots him in the head. So now we know that there are other people around, and this is not really the spot to be. Yes. Um, which everyone in this movie has great accuracy, by the way. Like, insane. All these headshots. Yes. I, that's where it got so cheese for me at the end, where it's like r- rock and roll music playing, and it's like, boom headshot boom headshot and all the cannibals are just running at them stupidly 
yeah. getting shot. I'm like, what? It's very they stupid. They were so outnumbered with little bullets. It's not feasible at all. There were so many of the bad guys. Why did they all, they, they killed like pretty much all of them. Yeah. With their 41 bullets. Um, so, so back at the house, the food is booby trapped. The cans are full of rocks and there's a trip wire. So they pull, they pick up the crate and a big spike falls down from the ceiling and stabs Rick through the chest. So he's dead. He's very stabbed and not looking too good. That was the first point in the movie where I was like, oh my God, like, um, I didn't think that they would be that gory in this movie. Um, no, it was actually surprising, especially because I thought they were setting Rick up as the main character. Right. Yeah. That was a good twist. It was. It was good. I, when, I, when I watched it the first time, I was like, whoa. Like, I was pretty blown away by that part. And I was invested. Um, there's also a big metal door that swings down and closes in front of the basement. So, And then a bell starts ringing. So they're trapped in the basement. Mary and Shannon are on the other side of the door. There's a bell ringing. It's not good. Um, so they figure that whoever set the trap is going to be there soon. So Mary and Shannon leave to hide outside. Um, boss shows up. That's who this guy's credited as. He's just like a creepy, pale, blue-eyed uh, cannibal dude. <laughs> um, he's one of the bad guys. He pulls up one of the floorboards. So he's looking down at Adam and Henson in the basement. And he says, hello, meat. And <laughs> he tells them to give them Rick's body and he'll let them go. Uh, but Mary and Shannon kill all the scouts outside of the house. Uh, then they go inside and fight the dudes in there and kill them too, except for boss knocks Mary down and sees her scar slash burn mark thing on her thigh. Was it a mm. burn mark? What was it? I think it, it, um, yeah, I think it was, uh, like what they poke cows with like, uh, Oh, like a brand. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they were branded, but he had a different brand than she his did. was. Yes. His was a different design. So mm. it, could be like a rank system or it could be like a gender thing yeah or different tribes yeah Mm -hmm. we don't really know but we it is interesting that they chose different shapes so the boss knows that she's one of them go ahead i was just gonna say the boss um his acting was really funny to me i felt like it was like the director's (laughs) brother who wanted a role right Um, yes uh yeah he wasn't bad i don't know it was just like kind of strange. Well, his dialogue was weird too. He's like, "Do you know right. what the what the date is?" He's like, "Got like a little pocketbook." Right. That's why. That's what got me. Like those little like comments that he did. And I mean, it makes sense because this is the first set we see of the cannibals, and he's kooky, which mad cow disease. You get a little kooky when you eat yeah. people. Yeah, the Henson d- disease. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting the Henson Henson disease. Um, so she, he thinks that she's trying to steal their meat. Um, and he says that he'll be back later. And as boss is leaving, Mary grabs a shotgun and shoots him in the back of the head. So he's dead. Yeah, I in my notes, um, I before he got shot, I said, how did the cannibal escape so easily? The way he ran out was so simp like. Like, <laughs> what a simp. He, he reminded me of a simp kind of. I mean, I think if you're a cannibal, you're definitely a simp. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, like you're low key a total asshole. Yeah. Um, beta cuck. If you eat people. Um, back inside, Shannon pistol whips Mary in the back of the head and knocks her out. Twist. Yeah. So at this point, at this point in the movie, so then it blacks out, right? At this point in the movie, I thought it had a lot of promise. I, it was kind of slow going, meditative, and I appreciated the creativity with the budget and all the world building they were doing. Like, I like the line where Adam tells Mary that she's burning gold when she smokes her cigarettes. It's the just... smallest cigarette that she, like, <laughs> lights with a match that she lights off the side of the house. She looks so badass, but I'm just, like, in the scenes where she's smoking the cigarette and it's, like, a two-minute scene, I'm like, how is a cigarette still lit? It's so small. <laughs> it's so small. Like, so I know. Small. Uh, it's like a roach. It was cool, though. She, like, hits it one last time and then puts it out on the wall and then sticks the burnt the like out cigarette back in her mouth yeah it was cool badass um so but then after but then from this point on it just gets more contrived and stupid i can't like it just gets worse (laughs) and worse as the movie goes on like it just becomes more and more outrageous and i don't like it but the first 35 minutes or whatever are 
pretty damn solid. Yeah, there's promise for sure. Um, would you, if you were in the scenario, would you be a cannibal? Would you go alone or would you stick with a group? Um, I, this is so fucked up, but I would try human meat just to see what it tastes like. And if I could sustain myself off of it, no, I take that back. I would try it. <laughs> I, would, I would join a cannibal group just to try the human flesh. But after that, I don't think I could like kill humans and eat them. I think I would have to go like with a group like Mary and Rick and them. Oh, man, I would totally join the cannibals. They just seem like they got their shit together. Like, it's not that bad. Like you and you got to eat. Yeah, um, I definitely see that. I mean, and who knows? Like. It could happen one day and I could do it. I don't know. I never thought I would be stuck in my home for like 50 days quarantining. Right. Seriously. Like shit can happen. So I'll, I'll keep it open. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we can't leave our houses, we're going to start eating each other soon. Right. But those grocery stores, they're all empty. Can't get it. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So now, okay. Jesus Christ. They're stuck. Quarantine jokes are horrible. I just yeah, <laughs> I hate talking about COVID. It's very early 2020. It's so 2020. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, it's not even funny anymore. Like, get new material. Right. So, she blacks out, right? We cut to uh, a boy and a girl. They're playing in a field. And then they start hearing the bell going off in the distance. So, this is kind of like a flashback to earlier in the movie, but from a different perspective, which is kind of a cool piece of writing. I thought that was pretty cool. And I did not pick that up at first. I thought the flashback was going to be about Mary. Like, I thought Mary was the was daddy's daughter. Oh, right. Um, and I thought it was going to be, like, her backstory, like, growing up as a cannibal. But Yeah, because that like, little girl does kind of resemble Mary, like, in a way. Yeah, and I think at the end, not spoiling it, but, like, I was like... That part's so funny to me. <laughs> so funny when she's getting poked with the knife over and over yeah. like, how can you not see this she's like, running up to running you. around you like, over and over i know she's like ow ow stop don't poke me and it's like she's bleeding i'm like come on it kind of reminded me of the scene in game of thrones when meister paisal is getting stabbed by all the children at the end yeah um, like uh for the season six finale but that scene was a lot more well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, she's just in the woods and like a hand keeps popping out and stabbing her. <laughs> uh, so uh, the kid's dad is the cannibal, like the leader of the cannibals, and he's credited as father in the movie or daddy, as you say. Yeah. Um, so he hears the, they tell, they tell him he, that they heard the bell. So they gather all the cannibals, cut back to the house. There's this really long torture scene with Mary tied to a chair that i don't know what to make of it it was pretty like graphic and weird and very long too i was frustrated with her because she just would not talk i know just say something and it's like this is your time to talk like what do you gain out of not talking exactly and so right so adam wants to what's happening is adam wants to torture her because they now know that she's a cannibal and adam's uh wife and daughter got kidnapped by cannibals so he wants his revenge right okay he also and then we talked about this earlier he also says that it's his daughter's birthday which is the stupidest coincidence ever that yeah. this day is the daughter's birthday um what really bugged me in this scene was henson and shannon are just standing to the side going while he's torturing her going come on adam adam what are you doing man adam just get it over with knock it off Come on. I'm like, what? why are you guys so apathetic to this man torturing this woman? This is insane. Um, he makes she, uh, Mary eat her brand. He cuts <laughs> it off and makes her eat it, which is so gross. <laughs> I thought it was so extra. Like, um, and well, I don't want to keep like comparing it to Game of Thrones, but like, I just feel like <laughs> that is like such a Game of Thrones concept. Um, just like but the like, worst thing you can think to do to someone right i'm just like this movie even though i i wouldn't say that i enjoyed it that much it did surprise me it like surprised me at uh points throughout the movie you know it like kept me entertained with these like fucked up scenes that didn't make sense oh yeah it was funny 
it was definitely like pushing the envelope. I was like, they're really trying to see what's going on with how, what these people will do. Um, right. So Adam's like, you chose to be with them. And then Mary says, I chose to live. And then Adam says, you chose to kill. And like Adam's a killer too. He's like torturing this woman. Yeah. How is he morally superior here? Like my problem is that these good guys, right? Supposedly like these four people aren't much better than the cannibals. They are also doing things that are not okay and i guess if the movie were trying to make like a comment on like moral decay and the apocalypse and like humanity versus monstrosity like maybe i could like get with it but it's not it's supposed to it's just setting up this clear distinction between the good guys and the bad guys but the bad but the bad guys and the good guys are very similar and which is why i don't even think i could survive an apocalypse i would just fucking kill myself because i (laughs) there are no good guys there are no bad guys everyone's doing exactly what they have to do to survive in these scenarios yeah uh so it's just very stupid she gets away um she like undoes her own restraints right is that what happens yeah but one thing that happens before that at least i think it happens in that Mm -hmm. scene um when she's talking about her little sister right um, so that's this moment um (laughs) she says they cooked her major organs that night yes yes (laughs) And I was like, "Why did you have to say major? Yes, like, why? That's did they so save stupid. the little bits for later? The and minor like, organs? Does that mean that they ate her skin? Because that's the most major organ, or the that's most, true? It's the, the biggest, biggest organ on your body. Organ. Um, I just when she said it, I wrote, "OMG, why did she say it like that?" <laughs> right. So what had happened was her twelve-year-old sister broke fell and broke her leg and it was too bad to heal it was like busting out of her leg so instead of helping her the cannibals strung her up slit her throat drank and bottled her blood and ate her major organs um so shannon no i'm sorry mary decides to kill all of the cannibals in her group that night in their sleep so she's telling them that she's not with she's not part of the part of their group she doesn't fucks with the cannibals either um yeah my thing about drinking and bottling blood isn't drinking blood like bad for you i don't see any nutritional content that you could get from drinking blood plus like the risks of like getting something from drinking the blood like very true i don't think it's like do they just drink anyone's blood like hello hpv hiv like all this stuff like yes and it's not like they have hiv tests during the fucking apocalypse it's not like they have like a centrifuge to like spin blood around in yeah yeah i thought that was unnecessary very gross. And look, look, I get that. Fine. Let's go with you're eating people. Wouldn't you like cook the blood down and like make because I, I was looking this up. Soup. Yeah, you can make soup with it. You can also wait for it to congeal and make like breads with it. You can make like um, <laughs> it's true. Where were you reading this? <laughs> uh, not human blood, animal blood. But okay. I was just reading about. Well, I was like blood. I, there's a Wikipedia page on like ways to process blood and like eat it. Blood pancakes are very popular um, in Europe, I guess. Okay. Blood soup is a thing. Yeah. Um, but, but raw? Raw blood is not very common, I don't think. But anyway, they decide, they decide not to kill Mary because she's, uh, I don't know, a, a morally complex person. Um, Mary says that they should fortify the house, wait for them to come, and kill every last one of them. So... Um, uh, oh, and Mary puts all the heads of the dudes that her and Shannon killed earlier on, on stakes. Spikes. Yeah, outside yeah. the house. Which um, I was like, okay. Um, and like during this whole time that they're like talking, like when Mary was still chained up, um, well, maybe even afterwards, like they keep saying they are coming. They are coming. <laughs> yeah. they are com-. Like they keep they're saying coming. this like over like a 20 minute period. And I'm like, you know they're coming like why aren't you doing anything come on let's get let's get it moved yeah. yeah no instead of tying her to a chair and torturing her but oh fun fact one the head that she stabs onto the st- stake was a can- cantaloupe disguised as a head oh interesting very brutal um they build a pyre right and they burn rick's body that's that what it's called it's a pyre right yeah okay i just i don't want to sound stupid on my own show all right um, then there's kind of like this montage of them prepping the house and uh, the cannibals arrive, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't seem very organized. If this is some kind of cannibalist society, why don't you guys have like like a, some kind of warfare tactics or something? He brings the children with him. 
it, I feel like in any kind of cannibal society or civil society at all, there would be like your civilian class and then your warfare class. Like you wouldn't have everyone and their grandma and kid coming to fight the house. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even think about it that way, but that totally does make sense. I mean, like, I mean, maybe they have never faced like competition before as a clan. So they just always, they're so used to just like running at them, killing right. them, and like that's it. Um, yeah, they didn't like try to flank or anything. They just... Well, and are they like a nomadic society? Because their like home base, their camp was very shitty. It was just like, tents and stuff and fires i yeah i mean you would think that they would be staked out at like at one of the locations you know like one of the houses but yeah or some kind of like i don't know like fucking what is that shit walking dead like they got some kind of fenced in like compound or something you know like i don't know i stopped watching that shit there's a tiger on that show right i watched the first season and that was it apparently this new season where they do a time jump like seven years in the future or whatever is really good so i haven't watched it and i never will (laughs) um okay so then they they go to fight there's this long fight lots of gore it's pretty whatever um uh there's this rock and roll score underneath we talked about that it's very like action movie sequence i don't really get what they were going for (laughs) with it um yeah we talked about all this fighting but uh sorry go ahead yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're at this part yet, but when Daddy's son goes up yeah, to the house, yeah, this is right here. Um, I when he stabs Shannon, and Shannon shoots the child, um, which Point I thought blank. was, um, I thought it was a very interesting scene. Um, but <laughs> after that, there's this like close up on Daddy. And it's just like him staring for five seconds, and he just says, "Bring me <laughs> their heads." And it's just like it's. It just reminded me of a high school project at that point. Like, like it was just so cringe. It, like it would be, <laughs> like it'd be on a cringe comp. Yeah, <laughs> like two like kids, two nerdy kids playing with like plastic swords in the yard, and they're like, "Bring me their heads." It's like that character from Malcolm in the Middle. The um Oh Stewie. Stewie, yeah. Or Stevie, sorry. Stevie. Yeah. yeah, Stewie's the baby from Family Guy. Everyone's favorite show. Hilarious. We love Family Guy. Yeah, much better than South Park. Oh, that's a hot take there for sure. Uh, uh we can get into this. I like South Park better. Do you like Family Guy better? Well, I, I like South Park better for sure. Um, I think it's smarter writing i think family guy is i think it's funny like there are definitely funny parts of family guy but i just think it's um, yeah it it is funny i feel like more intelligent people watch south park yeah you need a really high iq in order to understand south park yeah, yeah. um yeah uh, we should also note that when the father daddy's over his son's body the little girl takes his knife from him the little boy's knife which is what she uses to stab shannon later okay um adam and henson trap some of the cannibals in the basement and then adam's about to shoot them and then henson's like are you gonna have all the fun let me adam so they are so bloodthirsty and awful they're not good guys (laughs) at all this is horrible so then they're like they're, they're under attack true but like i feel like there are like good like um I don't know. It's like Geneva Convention or something. Like, there's like ways that you go about killing people that's not supposed to be like torturous and like fucked up. Um, it's not just self defense at this point. It's just ruthless. So, um, Shannon. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Shannon gets grabbed, and then Henson is able to shoot both the people that is grabbing her from like ten yeah. yards away, and completely Super misses her somehow. Accuracy, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um. And then he uses his last three bullets and then gets cornered and hit in the head with a hammer and he dies. So Henson's dead. So now we got three left, right? Mary, Adam, and Shannon. Shannon. (laughs) So the sun comes up. It's the next day. So this is the sequel of the movie. It's the day two. Um, (laughs) uh, And the cannibals throw Molotov cocktails at the house. So it's burning down. They got to get out. Uh, 
Mary goes out front to confront the cannibals while Adam and Shannon go out the back. Um, but Shannon, that double crosser, took all of Mary's bullets out of her gun. So she's like, she's dead, Adam. Let's get the fuck out of here. Come on. And Adam's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And so Adam goes back to help Shan- uh, Mary and they fight. The leader, Daddy, dies, right? Yep, Daddy. Daddy's dead. Daddy's dead. Um, and well, one thing that I didn't like, uh, I'm not a gun expert by any means, but when Shannon and Adam were talking, when they were behind the house before Adam goes to help Mary, um, when she's when she has the bullets and she's showing him, she just drops them on the ground. Yes, and I don't know if those bullets would be if. Well, maybe with her gun, they wouldn't have fit. I do not know gun terminology at all. But I was like, that seems like a waste of bullets, just dropping them on the ground. No, yeah, she absolutely should have kept them. Well, even if they don't work for her gun, it's currency. They can trade them. Plot hole. Absolutely. Fuck this movie. Fuck (laughs) that plot hole. Those bullets should have stayed in her bag. But it was very dramatic. She pulls them out and, like, drops them from her hands. It was kind of cool. So Adam's, like, dying slowly as he talks to Mary and he's like propped up against uh I think it's like the water the well the water thing water pump but it kind of looked like a gun it doesn't matter yeah. um he tells her he tells her you have a chance to live don't waste it i'm like how this world is so fucked up a chance to live and do what exactly like go around and like fight for your life for, forever and ever like just i don't know it's not a very good last piece of advice um yeah i agree uh, so Mary burns Adam's body and, like we said, leaves the doll head on top. Um, and we also see her take the seeds from earlier. Faith hope and hope. And faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. our girls <laughs> love them. Um, and uh, did, wait, did I miss, wait, is this the end of my notes? Yeah. Did I miss, did we not talk about when Shannon goes to the woods? When does that happen? That happens after this. Okay. Um, and let me just tell you, the when Shannon is in the woods and there's that jump scare of the daughter that just like walks by the camera, like I it it was just like so unnecessary. That scared the fucking shit out of me. I was so scared. <laughs> it got me both times I watched this movie. Both times. Yeah, that's right. And I'll watch it a third time right after we're done with this recording. <laughs> you think I won't? Um Right. Okay. So Shannon, we already said she gets poked with a knife a bunch of times, and then she gets her throat slit. So she's dead too. And then the daughter licks her blood afterwards. Yes. What the fuck, girl? Like, chill. You can be a cannibal. I totally understand that, but that will never make you Edward Cullen. You know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like, what's up with the licking of blood? It's so weird. I don't get it. Like father, like daughter. (laughs) So. Um, Mary's leaves right, and so she's the last one, and she runs in the little girl, um, as the little girl's like sitting over her dad's dad, her dad's dead body, so sad, and the little girl walks up to Mary and starts walking alongside her, and Mary's like looks at her for a second and then turns around and is like, and you're like, oh okay, they're gonna be like partners, but no, Mary spins around with a knife and slices the girl's head off. The head <laughs> falls off, people. It is completely beheaded. Another cantaloupe. Another cantaloupe down. Um, (laughs) And then she... Go ahead. Uh, It's just, like I have said like five times, unnecessary. Well, honestly, it it was necessary. I think it's funny. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what's left to lose at this point in this movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, sure. Kill the little girl, I guess. It was weird that she took her hair scarf, that she like took the ribbon out of her hair. I thought she was going to put it in her hair, but then she ties it around her... Uh, wound from the when Adam cut off her brand. Right. Um, also, another note about this scene when Mary's like walking, and I think this is before the daughter runs up to her. There's a tire swing, and it's swinging. Yes, so it is. Much like someone just got off, but there's no wind in this movie. Like it's not windy enough for that tire swing to swing so much. Like I, I didn't get that either. 
I think my mind started kind of wandering at that moment. And I was like, maybe we didn't see it, but they were playing on the swing for a minute. Like you got to have some fun in the apocalypse, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe the daughter was on it. I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. Uh, yeah, no, it was weird. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess there could still be a tire swing there after 10 years. Like, nobody touches it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, that's the end of the movie. So <laughs> that's how it ends with her slicing her head off and then walking into the distance. Um, it's pretty bleak, pretty fucked up. Uh, didn't, was not my favorite movie. Um, but we can put our money where our mouth is and rate the film. So we got to do that. Um, but we have to decide what we're going to rate it out of. I hadn't really given it any thought. Uh, jars of seeds, um, cantaloupe heads. We'll do that. Cantaloupe heads. I like that. Uh, so category one is believability of the world, of the characters, of the actions, of the way people acted. Um, and you remember how this goes, right? It's zero to one. So it's like a percentage. So I can pick like. (laughs) <laughs> like pick... i don't remember oh my god okay this is so, so embarrassing it's okay <laughs> there are five categories which will bring us to a zero to five score at the end okay. um so each category is worth one point so you give it a like a if you want to give it a b you give it a point eight if okay. you want to give it a c you give it a point seven five that kind of thing okay so category one believability um i can go first or you can um i'll go first believability of this movie i would say Hmm. Point three. A 30%, baby. Mm-hmm. What was... And, well, so it is like a fantasy movie, right? So like, I don't... I, as far as like world building, um, they don't necessarily say what the apocalypse is. So it's like, not that I'm like finding that unbelievable because they just chose to ignore that part. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I had a problem with the way the cannibal society was set up. I didn't mm-hmm. understand what the characters' motives were. Yeah, I think the characters' motives, their relationship, even though that they, Shannon said that it was like a family, I don't believe it felt that way. Also, the headshots in the film, just like the accuracy of the guns. I'm just like, that's not realistic at all. I'm definitely bumping on that too. That's like, that's honestly the most unbelievable part was all the... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because like I said, the first 30 minutes were pretty believable and then it just got really stupid after that. I'll give it a point. Fuck it. I'll go to point two. All right. So I got a point two five for the first one. And then second category is costumes. Um, just what you, you liked them, didn't like them. Uh, I think they did the job. So I'm going to say a, like point nine. A 90. That's good. I um, My only problem was they're not, a lot of them aren't practical. They kind of look like hobos. And like, yeah. like Adam has those weird fingerless gloves on. Why? Just don't wear those. But from, he a, has. from an aesthetic standpoint, I do like it because it's like, you know, they're going for like this kind of not steampunk, but like kind of grunge, like you said, punk uh, apocalypse aesthetic. So and I think it's cool that the actors got to make their own costumes because it kind of gave them a, like a, a characterization to the costumes that wouldn't yeah. might have been there. So I'll, I'll agree with you. Sure. Point nine. It's they're one of the more fun costumes I've seen in these movies. Um. Three is dialogue. So if you liked it, if you didn't like it. Uh, um, dialogue, I would give it a point, point four. Uh, okay, not bad, not bad. Um, see, uh, I did like the monologue, Adam's monologue. We didn't really touch on it, but he's like, He's like, there will be, uh, I'm, making, I'm making it sound stupid, but it was kind of good. Like, there will be enough bodies to last every day for every day until infinity, and they will know our pain. Like, I don't know. It was just, like, kind of poetic. I liked it a little bit. Um, so you said point 0.4. I'll give it a point. I don't know. I liked the script. I thought there was, it was pretty tight, and I liked the jumping around. The flashback to Adam was kind of stupid, but... Um, Another thing is this movie was written as the second movie in a trilogy. So, um, and then this was the one that got picked up, I guess, and made into a movie. All right. I'm giving it a C, 0.75. But uh, hang on. I got to do the math on that. Um, 0.4 plus 0.75 
equals, and then divide that by two, 0.57 for dialogue. And then the next category is acting, and with acting comes reacting. So uh, you like the acting, didn't like it, um, thought it was good. I don't know. I, I, for me, I thought the acting was overall pretty good, except for Eh, no, it's really not good, is it? No, I. there are several moments in this movie where I just felt like it was a high school project. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say university project. Well, no, I don't want to shit on film majors, but like... Um, it seems like a film school project. Yeah, I mean, acting, I would give it a 0. 0.6. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm going to agree because I think... Um, Ashley Bell. Bell. Ashley Bell, thank you. I was about to say Ashley Day, which is not right. Um, <laughs> Ashley Bell was good. She, I thought she really held it together. Um, but the woman that plays Shannon, Shannon, um, not going to shit on her. She was good. But there were some moments where she was kind of phoning it in. She's like, don't look at me. Don't yeah, you fucking like, look at me. Don't fucking look at me. Don't fucking look at me. And then like, she's like, don't talk to me. And I'm like, okay. chill. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the other thing. There's way too many F-bombs in this movie. Like, I'm no prude, okay? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but uh, there's a moment where Adam's like, these motherfuckers, we're going to fuck them up with our fucking guns. These fucking, there's going to be fucking blood everywhere. Fuck them fuckers. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Is this like, like, are you like uh, ad-libbing here? Or did the script really say fuck that many times in one line? They wanted it to, uh, I don't even have a, an Appeal to a, a mature audience. Right. They awesome. wanted to stretch that R rating as much as they could. Is there even any titties in the movie? I guess we see Shannon's? No. I, I, the... I think we get very close to it, but that's the only time I can right. think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we see upskirt of um, Mary. But yes, no we do see Mary's panties a few times, actually. Yeah. She's worn those babies inside out more than once, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, category five is your overall score. And with your overall score, you can leave your closing thoughts, as, if you will, for the, just for the listeners to leave the listeners with. Uh, overall score of this movie... Um, I would say like a point. I'm going right in the middle, point five. Oh wow, <laughs> fifteen. Um, yeah. Did you have any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Um, I don't think that the plot was creative. I think lots of the acting was cringy. There were some good, good acting points. Um, the camera work was hit or miss um i'm not gonna watch this movie again i'm not sad that i didn't watch it though yeah me neither i'm glad i've seen it i'm glad it happened the way it did um i have some problems with the world building i think the people don't act how humans would literally act in this scenario i don't think that their social groups are very well organized or evolved and even if you were in an apocalypse situation there would be laws and governments like p- things like this would still like there yeah. the reason governments exist at all is because humanity moved towards them like they you know even if there were only five people left in the world there would be a leader of that group like that's how we see that in the movie but then when yeah. you get these larger scale cannibal societies it's all fucking falling apart it's like they just run around acting stupid yeah it's like almost this movie was like too scripted like yes it just yeah it seemed too scripted if that makes sense uh like what like the scenarios like the way it like plots or um well like one scene that comes out to mind is like just like every time shannon talked like it felt like she was just like trying to deliver exactly how it would be on a script like i just felt like there was no like emotion from it and like also i just feel like this movie would have been better if there was just like more backstory you know and i know that you said this was like a trilogy um but like we don't know anything about the world we don't know anything about these people other than adam used to be a dad you know right 
True. Yeah. And sure, maybe it was part of a trilogy, but um, well, everyone dies at the end of this one. So who were the characters from the first one? They said there was, uh, oh. said that, yeah, there was 12 originally and now there's five left. So maybe those ones die. Honestly, I think this would be kind of a cool thing if someone had trusted this series and made it into three movies. It could have been kind of cool. Yeah, I like the concept of um, like the day, if it was a trilogy, being like a three-day thing. Yeah, well, that's cool. That's interesting. So like the day before when they're walking, the day at the house, and then the next day when Mary's alone. Yeah, and like if there was a lot of backstory um, like that would get you attached to these characters because I did not feel attached to them at all. Um, I think it would have been a very interesting like apocalyptic movie. I haven't watched a lot of apocalyptic movies, but I feel like the ones that I have seen like takes place over like weeks or something like that. Um, Whereas I think it would be really cool just to see like a trilogy be like literally a three day thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think, um, yeah, that could be interesting. I uh um I think it'd be kind of cool to see a movie where like you get attached to 12 characters at the beginning and then by the last movie only one of them is left and it's not even a person from the original group. Yeah. Like that's kind of interesting to me. But we probably will never get anything like that cuz um every movie is like nothing's made creatively anymore. What I mean by that is like everything is market tested and like scripts are run through peer groups and like everything's made to appeal to the widest possible audience that like nobody would really ever give um, a chance to a writer to actually write three movies and then produce them and put them out in theaters like that. Yeah. Shame. It is a shame. Um, Capitalism destroys, corrupts everything. People don't forget it. Film, books, art, everything. Let me tell you right now. Uh, Speaking of Lord of the Rings, did you know that Lord of the Rings was originally, you know, it was written all at once. It's like this was a 1,500-page book. But the um, publishers knew that they could suck money out of it, so they made it three books. So see, art is destroyed by capital all the time. Yeah, that's your hot take. That's my hot take. If you listen to the the end of the episode, that's what you get. Thanks for doing this, Matt. Thanks for coming um, back. And uh, I didn't, um, damn, I forgot to uh, do my plug at the beginning. Um, if you want to borrow my copy of The Scorpion King, we'll do it at the end, um, hit me up at mmnrpodcast at gmail.com and I will mail it to you for free and you can borrow it and then you can send it back to me with return postage that I will provide for you. It's a little trading system and it's fun. I forgot to tell everyone what our final score was though. What the fuck am I doing? I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I've been waiting here. all this time. Okay, so. Drum roll, we got 2.82 out of five cantaloupe heads. So 2.82 cantaloupe heads out of five cantaloupe heads. Which, Matt, this is far lower score than we gave Pure Country, Pure Heart. I don't know what was going on that day, but we gave that movie like almost five stars. <laughs> um, well, I have, I have more memories of that film. I'm not going to lie. I actually love it. I kind of want to watch it again. Laura Bell um, Bundy is so charming. I love her in that. Yeah, and I've been watching a lot of like Amish shows lately, and I'm watching like Rock of Love, and it's like kind of country, and I can, it's just like I don't know, like the whole Tennessee vibe right now. Like I'm vibing with it. I like that movie. Um, yeah, we. Lo- I know. Let's. <laughs> we should just do it again. Let's just do the episode again. Right. We'll do like a, um, like a revisit. Yeah, a revisit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. I uh, also should thank you for our theme song that plays at the beginning of the show. That's very nice of you to make that for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks for doing it. Is there anything you want to plug before you go? Um, <laughs> not that I can think of. I mean, I was going to okay, say something right. corny, like Venmo your drag queens and your gig worker friends during this time. I mean, do it. That's not corny. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, What's your Venmo? People. Maybe someone will send you something. Uh, they should Venmo someone else. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my Venmo is Miles underscore Platt. And that's Miles with a Y and Platt with two Ts. And um, if you want to donate to me, just donate to Miles and make it a double. Make, hey, I'll make it a double. Huh? A double. I'm feeling, feeling ready for that. <laughs> I'm hungry today. 
All right, great. Well, thanks for doing this, Matt, and I will see you soon when I don't know, I'll see you soon. You're not too far away. We're only right. like fit what 15 miles from each other right now or something. Yeah. And <laughs> um yeah, we text every day too. So oh my god, we that is so true. Yeah, well, I'll text you right after I get like 2 a.m. Yeah. Okay. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.